0: This is an alternate reality podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alternate Reality Podcast. This is a podcast for all things nerdy, all things gaming, basically all things awesome. It is the 13th of March, ladies and gents. This is our gaming episode of the week. I am the chief of the Smash Bros. Shoeburger84, and joining me as always, it's a very tenuous link, but it's Hebrew Hammer. How are you, buddy? Hey, that was pretty good. Did you plan that, or did you think of it on the fly? Uh, I literally just had up on the screen, like, I googled Smash Bros. while I was typing, Uh and the first one that came up was Link. So, yeah, yeah, that's a happy accident.
1: Well, yeah, it works out. And
0: Link is also one of my mains. So, well done. Oh damn! Full and circle. this guy is definitely the Wario of the cast. It is Dahuchali, buddy. Oh, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm sorry, Wario. <laughs> yeah. You <went> with Wario? <laughs> All the fucking. I'm kids. going <laughs> in like, the order terrible. on my screen. Get <laughs> oh off my, my dick. God. You want to come up with an intro every week? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like fucking Wario. Yeah. Man. To me, you gave like picking Link is like giving me a hug. Picking Wario yeah. is like slapping someone yeah. in the face and calling them an ass. Although you <laughs> it'll know, flip you, in the next one. I don't <laughs> know
2: if you if you ask my if you ask my family, I would. Probably probably be a pretty accurate description based on
0: wario's best ability (laughs) is that involving farting oh yeah yes he he farts. right explosive see i literally don't know smash like i haven't played it for i don't know when this when did the switch come out since then yeah
1: well he's an Uh, annoying character so there's there's (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) wow
0: He doesn't have a big mouth, right? <laughs> do you have a motorcycle? Because yeah. then we could really no, play. I don't. Do it. Yeah. yeah. It feels exactly. like a more of a slap in the face as I would have just said, you know, he is the Luigi to the Mario that is this podcast. It's Dahooch. I mean, either way, it's not gonna work out well for you. <laughs> I would still the rather Harry
1: be podcast. Luigi than because yes. at least Luigi had uh, the ghost game, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wario uh, and ain't
2: got shit. Luigi. Luigi's mansion. Yeah. yeah. Wario ain't got shit. And and Luigi's not a shit character in Smash.
1: Right. Right? Did you say oh, all War- Wario's back? Wario's no. Wario's a great character. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, no, I know. But can pull out just... that motorcycle and let <laughs> people scream at you all day. I love it.
2: you know, see, as my character, villager, I would just steal the motorcycle.
1: Oh, bro, I play, I play me some villager too. I'm with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is not going to become a play-by-play of my circus moments in Smash Bros. <laughs> so let's get into some shameless shilling and get on with this podcast. So folks, if you are enjoying it, make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. Make sure you rate and review it over on uh, Apple Pods. And if you really, really want to get involved with the show, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash A-N-R pod. We finally, boys had our first uh stream with the patreon guys where we chose the jackbox games as a way of being able to play with everyone so yeah it was kind of team ANR versus everyone else we've upped the stakes uh from the streams from here on out that we will declare a winner at the end of each patreon stream uh based on who won the most amount of games and this week the title of alternate supreme goes to jackie246 so those in the patreon will know this for you guys who hear it. So, what we're doing over there is that with the Patreon, whoever wins that stream, whoever wins the most games, we're allowing them to choose something we have to say or answer on air, as long as it's not something that would get us canceled. All right. Nothing more offensive than we normally would be. Yeah. So, uh, Jackie has submitted a couple of quick questions for us to answer before we go. Um, he definitely has been kind to us. I was expecting whoever won to fuck with us so hard with this new rule, I, right?
1: He was gonna make me say something about vision, but I talked him out of it. I think at the end, so.
0: Oh, so really? You can't do that. That's not fair. I can do whatever yeah, the hell I yeah. want. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> All right, so let's go through it. So Hebrew uh, Jackie two four six wanted to mm. have you talk about how you got into anime and why you love specific anime, as well as you why do you hate a particular one.
1: Oh, um, well, I first got into it um, by coming across Dragon Ball Z uh, would be my, I guess, my first introduction to it. Um, Amazing. Loved it. So, you know, pretty average introduction. I think most people get in the U.S. at least were introduced by DBZ. Um, then I I fell in love with Naruto. Naruto was the first uh, anime series that I just absolutely fell in love with, and I I followed it, and um, I found out that I hated anime um, like English dubbing quite often uh, compared to right uh, actual subbed anime, which is is my usual medium that I watch it in now. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the the genesis of it for me. But um, and I would definitely say that like my favorite. Uh, is for sure Naruto. That's always going to be my number one. But there's so many that follow up with that. Um, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, One Punch Man is another one. I mean, there's there's tons here that I'm I'm not naming. Uh, I can't think of it well enough on the fly. As far as one, it asked one that I disliked. too is that right? Ah, uh, yes. Um, or hate, hate, hate. Is the word he used. Hate. Um, I can't think of one that I absolutely despised. But there was one that aggravated the hell out of me and that was um i think it was named code code guys i think it was called um i did watch it to its entirety but the i think for the first season or so i don't know what the deal was but they had like i guess like they were sponsored by pizza hut or something and like every single episode was filled with pizza Hut like advertisements like some little oh things. it was the weirdest thing and I could not sound like Demolition it. Man um, yeah
2: <laughs> no that was Taco Bell
0: <laughs> no it was both oh that's right so Depended at on one where... stage throughout the licensing it changed that they basically said oh we don't have I think it was taco bell they lost it or something so then pizza hut picked it up <laughs> and literally the older versions say one in the later versions their mouth moves the same way but they just dubbed the word like pizza hut over the top it's hilarious <laughs> wow well yeah Wait, i
1: thought i thought they were all owned by the same company i don't know yeah i don't know that either um actually i think you're right though who'd come to think of it but um anyways yeah so like there was a whole bunch of pizza hut advertising and that got very annoying to me so i was like i was just like what the fuck is going on uh, other than that, though, yeah, it's bad. I'm, I'll keep trying to think if there's one that I act absolutely disliked, but um, I'll let you guys go for now.
0: No worries. Uh, Hooch, Jackie wanted to know, uh, what's your least favorite or most hated Batman moment? Yeah, real quick, before I answer that, I want to talk one thing about what he said.
2: He mentioned his first foray was DBZ, and that, that's how most people, I would say most people of a certain age. That's Anyone true. older than that, it's either Akira Ghost, or Ghost in the Shell or Robotech.
1: Ooh, I, I have sure. heard lots of um, Ghost in the Shell. Obviously, Akira, mm-hmm. I've watched, and it's amazing. Um, you know, retroactively watched that, but yeah, you're right. I have like I have friends that are older that have gotten through that way as well. So.
2: Yeah, that's how I got in. That's why. <laughs> Solid. All right, now to answer Jackie's question, uh, my least favorite or most hated Batman moment was the second they let Schumacher touch
0: Batman. Right. I got old neon Schumacher. This. Yeah.
1: Was, was he a yeah, villain? Joel Schumacher. Or was Joel he... Schumacher.
0: He, Batman Forever.
2: Batman and Forever, Batman and Robin. The second oh. they let Joel Schumacher touch that franchise, that's my most hated mm. moment.
1: Okay, gotcha. I thought yeah. he was a villain or yeah. something. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. you are talking about creator. Okay, I mean, oh, no. he is if you're a Batman fan. He is a villain, yes. He is the worst <laughs> Batman villain. I can't All think right. of anyone
2: who has done more to detriment that series other than Jared Leto
0: i was about to say leto yeah i was waiting for that to drop at the end yeah 100 exactly <laughs> all right so the one he asked me was what's my most memorable video game moments like good bad and hilarious so i can't think of like any one that stands out above others like i still remember the first time i dropped molten core in a forty forty 40 man raid that was big like i remember the celebration with all the people that i was playing with because we we're in a very like you know very sort of casual guild so that was huge yeah um hilarious moment still for me that that uh, cinematic from wolfenstein new colossus i think it was the one that i've sent to hebrew before yeah it's still one of the funniest things uh and over the top i've seen in a video game bad video game experience um I can't really think of too many like there's definitely been some like player interactions where you go this just sucks this person's like botting actually probably modern Warfare Two. Um, the botting situation on PC at one stage like it was so bad it just made me quit the game forever because the amount of aim scopes and all that sort of shit that was happening and you get shot through a wall from like 12 kilometers away and then because they kill so many people so quickly then they go to Predator then they go to AC-130 then they get a nuke and like matches were lasting like I don't know four minutes it was stupid mm, so ugh. that definitely ranks for me as some of the the least amount of fun I ever had and, and like rage quitting not because like oh shit um that i ever had so yeah so look if you want to uh dictate the opening of the gaming podcast every week folks make sure that uh, if you want to in the patreons that you try and get onto those streams we'll change who can go in those uh we'll sub ourselves out one at a time for a and r um and then if we win you get nothing Nothing, get nothing you get <laughs> so <laughs> you lose. yeah although given the level of skills we brought today hebrew i think there's a pretty good chance That's that the, say, um, I... we'll be reading out stuff for people every week yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into some gaming news guys uh another big week um we're gonna start with the biggest story out there i mean xbox bethesda The first part, I don't think anyone's surprised by, um, when we heard this, like as soon as the merger was officially approved by the U S government, which I will admit, I'm quite surprised has happened given how much Microsoft owns now. Um, but as soon as they did, it was in like what three days that they said, Oh, by the way, guys, now that we officially own this and it's all been approved." no one else gets to play with our toys that's it xbox and pc only all bethesda games are now going to be exclusive to xbox and and microsoft pc um uh, zero surprise there
2: yeah. yeah i mean i think we all saw that coming there was speculation before and they had even mentioned at some point that like no 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 we're gonna honor all of our existing agreements and we might not go exclusive and we we're like yeah no you're gonna go exclusive why else
0: would you have bought this yeah, I mean we spoken about it financially before that like it would have made sense to still allow like Sony and Nintendo to have it mm-hmm. but just give them no discounts because if it's on Game Pass right if you yeah. can play every Bethesda game for free no additional money on top of your Game Pass every year that's still enough of a draw card to just say well look I do have a PlayStation or I do want a PlayStation but the amount of money that I would save each year by not buying those titles on release and getting to play them day one this is huge. So I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't leave it as open as they could have.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. I was expecting um, them to also still offer it to uh, PlayStation just, you know, full price. Maybe even charge more, who knows. But um, yeah, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I play this just hopefully um, all accumulates to really lighting a fire under PlayStation to come up with something really good. Um, because I, I feel like we just see the inevitable demise here of what's of what's going to go on for at least the next uh, console generation. So uh, that's my take on it.
0: Especially with Sony now leaning towards like timed exclusives only. Yeah. Like we're seeing so many of their games that have been Sony exclusive for a long time now. Uh, PC ports are on their way. Like Days Gone, kind of being the next one in line there. We've already seen Horizon, which was one of the best exclusive games sure. that went to PC quite some time ago. Death Stranding, one of the most hyped, you know, exclusives ever that went to PC a mm-hmm. year after. So I think we're gonna see more of that from Sony. They seem to be opening up more channels. Whereas Microsoft, you know, they've got such a lead here that you look at the PlayStation Plus membership most months and go, What am I getting for this? Yeah. And you can see them lift their game over the last three months. Like the caliber of game they've given has been much better. But it comparatively with like the three to four games that get added minimum every month to Game Pass although it feels like a lot more recently, mm-hmm. it's not even close. Exactly. Like, I mean, we got, what, Man Eater for PS5 last, last month, which is an okay game, but, you know, it's not the entire Wolfenstein series.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, like, I didn't think I was going to be turned as quickly um, or as hugely as I was whenever I first uh, put in that code for Game Pass and got the subscription. I was like oh shit, like this is way better. <laughs> so, mm. and yeah, I think that that's the problem. The fact that it could have that, it could create that much of a reaction to me that quickly as a long time, you know, PlayStation holder. Um, yeah, I think that they're in trouble to, to say the least. So they just need to Whoa. come up with something similar and they basically need to follow suit and create the same, you know, um, business plan that that they have, obviously.
2: The Game Pass also offers the EA uh, play stuff too, right? Yeah, built into. So, yeah. So yeah, so that's another thing that they thing, have yeah. to comp- that Sony has to compete with. You not only have Microsoft, mm-hmm. but you also have EA titles in there.
1: Unless PlayStation just knows that it can't compete at this point. Maybe I mean, maybe they they know that they're kind of screwed um, after this generation.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, well, well s- if that's we'll the case, see. I mean, why why are we not seeing the Sony Stadia equivalent? Because that's the only way mm-hmm. that they could kind of opt to stay live but even if they did that like they don't have the catalog exactly like if if you have game pass go to cloud streaming Mm -hmm. everything else is fucked now like no one can compete with that because the value that's built into that is just incredible yeah it really is incredible yeah i think the worst thing for playstation would be any
1: of these companies going past console and into yeah game streaming situation that would Mm. solidify the kill of playstation at this current point and trajectory
0: because one of the questions that we've asked is like how sustainable is this for game pass because the value seems as gamers like we look at it it's quite funny we look at it go what's the catch though do you know what i mean (laughs) like there's gonna be another shoe here Mm -hmm. because video game companies the last 20 years we have to throw more money at them don't we that's how it works Mm -hmm. um and this week the 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 ball kind of dropped for me the other shoe landed like i kind of figure what the new business model is going to be and i think i know where companies are going to have to pivot and i realized it when i was looking at the dlc coming up for outer worlds which is a game that i love Mm -hmm. and was kind of holding off going back to because i was waiting for like a dlc pack where i could just play them all at once Mm -hmm. and in googling that i realized that it's a microsoft owned company so it's first party right right Um, but the DLC for it is not included in the game pass. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at other games and same thing. The base games are in there, but all the DLC content and the expansions and all that sort of stuff, with the exception of destiny two, it's all paid for. And now the model kind of makes sense is that you, you, the company are like, okay, we're going to make a free to play base game and it needs to be strong enough in that gameplay experience that people are going to want to play that and then they're going to want to pay more and getting into the mentality that like a lot of us gamers have and I know we are because we've said it on this podcast many times is that if a developer does the right thing and they make a game that I love I'll give them money for something right? whether it's skins or content or whatever and now it all makes sense to me is that that's what you do if you want to be a Game Pass game you build a game that has a really strong initial thing but it's so strong that it makes you really want to dip into the DLC or the additional content off the back of that. So now I kind of think that this is actually definitely sustainable. And what I love most about it is it puts pressure on development companies, I think, to make games that are good enough to participate with A, the other free games and stand out against them on Game Pass, but strong enough to actually become profitable from DLC again. So I think the the rise of the expansion pack is on its way back. In this is my personal opinion, uh, and to be honest, I didn't think I would have said this when I was a kid. But I, I hope they do, because if it buries microtransactions and really average AAA experiences, I'm all about it, bro.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think that this can all like it's it's all kind of going towards in some way or another, um, like a freemium model. Um, it's just this is the console version of it where yeah you kind of try out the game um you know and for phones it's through the app store for this it's through game pass and um although you know there's a slight cost involved it's still far less than what you pay for the game itself so you try it out and then yeah if you like the content and they regularly update it and things like that then you stick with it and you buy whether it be microtransactions or like you know steady dlcs um Mm -hmm. i think You know, through either of those monetization strategies, that's where they're going to make their pretty penny from now on, which I personally have always liked. That's why I I do like mobile gaming quite a bit, because I like to be able to try games first before I buy anything to see how I like them, Um, because I've been burned too many times with consoles. And um, that's why Mm. I am such a big fan of now this movement. As you said, you are you are, too. So.
0: And that's our opinion as uneducated, non-industry monkeys. I mean, Hoot, you're <laughs> on that side of the fence. What do you think this is all about? Uh,
2: it's all about recognizing uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening with the digital distribution, the movement towards that, the understanding that franchises are what are drawing people in, uh, and also to get the leg up, right? You, one of the things that everybody's talked about was Sony having that exclusive advantage mm-hmm. over Microsoft, so it was Microsoft recognizing that and going, "Well, how can we beat them? We're gonna be, we're gonna have more, better excuse exclusives, and then offer something else." As you said, it's the initial, well, the first one is free.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: right. Get them in. Get you know. Give them get that taste. Them, give them that taste exactly. And you kind of saw it with EA with their EA Play Pass and the and the Play Pass Pro or whatever, where mm-hmm. you get uh, a, a discounted rate. And it will give you the access to some games, right? And then if you played the premium, paid the premium price, you would get access to the full game and all of its DLC that came out with it, and you know everything else on the day of release. So they've kind of proven that that model works and can make them yeah. some money.
0: With the ten hour demo basically of every game through the initial EA play, isn't mm-hmm. it? You get to play yeah. ten hours of a game or
2: something. So you get a shortened yeah, you get a shortened experience of it, and then if you want, you can buy the game at a discount. Whereas if you do with the, the Pro Plus or whatever that was, you get the full game unlocked from the get go. But then again, you're paying what, 15, 20 bucks a month or something like that. And you know, still a phenomenal they're, price. It's still a fantastic price because if you think about it you you'll spend sixty dollars on one game, yeah I mean if, if you, you hit you it buy right
1: one game a month, you're already way ahead of a, of the exactly curve, yeah
2: exactly and if like uh, going back to similarly what happened with the uh Ubisoft mm-hmm. right, there was that 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 um you know that 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 window where we had three big games drop, yeah, you know with uh uh watchdogs uh then you know immortals and then um valhalla right mm-hmm. all three at the same time came in we we're like hey we got these games basically for the price of like half a game a quarter of a regular game yeah, yeah. it's crazy I, yeah because i think it was over like three months time or, or two and two and a half months
0: time or something like that so you could say all right we paid two months it worth was in 40 days like was it it was really? literally if you did if you did a oh two month God. sub for those games you could have played everything if you had a yeah. weighted uh, until Valhalla came out, you could have actually played all three in thirty days if you like had time. Oh, that's right. Because then, if you had waited till Valhalla came out and then yeah. subbed,
2: you could have done Watch Dogs.
0: I mean, play if, if, if you sub today to Ubisoft Play, you can play all three games for fifteen bucks and exactly. then unsub the end of the month. Like it's insane, bro! Insane it's, value. But it's definitely hurting them because I mean, you guys have been looking at the online stores and PlayStation stores and Xbox stores as much as I have. Those games have been. Heavily discounted every month since that pass dropped like the price of like immortal and watchdogs um, legion mm-hmm. it has been it's still this week it's now even cheaper than it always has been right it's yeah. nuts it is it, they're, they're having to give that game away now because while i'm sure it's doing incredibly well for them on pc i i do wonder how much it's hurting them with that strategy of not having that on console because of how cheap they're having to give their games away on console now to compete with not only Game Pass, but also themselves and the perception of the value of their games now as a full purchase on PC, it's just not there. So I'll be really curious to see their financial state at the end of the year as to what the breakdown was. Yeah, as far regarding like the platforms and who purchased and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a feeling that like their revenue for actual video game sales, technically, like traditional methodology, will be down significantly. And I think that I mean profit, not not units. I think units is going to be up but I think actual profit will be down. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're gonna see a massive boost in profits in their uh, Ubisoft Plus income. So I well, think yeah. all, all in all, they're gonna be up. I think it's the right move, but I'll be really curious to see how much ca- cannibalism there really was in their uh, economic strategy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, if they can drive people away from buying the console versions, that's more money in their pocket because that's not the 30% or whatever the amount is that the
0: manufacturers take off of the initial—that's uh, true—of of a console, and right? the subs through them too, right? Like that yeah. fifteen bucks is a hundred percent in their pocket. Yep,
2: goes straight to Ubisoft. Exactly. So that's yep. that's why it's you're starting to see
0: a lot more of this kind of thing mm-hmm. happen, and especially if people do like annual subs too. Like, yep. I mean, if you if you're subbed to a whole year, you end up spending more than you probably would have uh, because you're oh, going yeah. through their back catalog. But look, I, I'm just in, in, amazed. The like this advantage that we've always you know vaunted at Sony about oh my God how how is Microsoft ever going to compete with all these exclusives? They buy one company, and the strength of that alone, if you ignored everything else they've got in their uh, stable at the moment, is enough to outdo it. Because let's have a look at what games are being added to Game Pass this week, guys. Wolfenstein the whole series, Youngblood, Old Blood, New Order, Rage Two, Prey, Fallout, New Vegas only on console at this point. Fallout seventy six, right now. Actually, let me come back to Fallout seventy six in a sec. Fallout four, Evil Within, Doom Eternal, Doom sixty four, Doom one two three, the Dishonored series, which is obviously very strong as well. Yeah. Um, Elder Scroll Morrowind, Oblivion, uh, Skyrim. Now, here's the two that I'm. I really need to dig into what's involved here because this actually could be huge. There's Elder Scrolls Online, is included as is um fallout 76 now these are these are both subscription games Mm -hmm. so i'm really curious to see what do you get for free because there's so many expansions for these games are they going to do the okay well the base is free but you have to pay for either the monthly sub or the subscription for the extra content or are you actually going to get everything and then it's basically they're counting the game pass as their sub money
1: I'm assuming it's that. I'm assuming that you're going to get everything for for free. It like gets as if you If were that's subbing. the
0: case, man, watch the player base for those games fucking explode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I
1: think
0: absolutely. that's what I
1: think that's calculated risk in them thinking that 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 will hopefully happen as their outcome. Yeah.
0: And then just so ride the microtransactions yep. to the death, you mean? Yeah. I but mean, it's not a, it's not a crazy strategy. Not at Sorry. All, yeah. Rever-
2: reverse it. What if you're already a paid subscriber to those games? Does that mean you
1: automatically? I don't get think there's a difference. In? I mean, I suppose they'll lose well, out... Well, I'd be unsubbing if I was that guy. They'll be... Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'd be unsubbing, but then I'd either be subbing... I'd either be a new customer on the Game Pass... Yeah. Or, or yeah, you would lose out if they were double-dipping. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah.
2: you know, you're not going to... You Double-dipping is bad. I would imagine That's, they would think
1: that. that... Yeah, well, I would imagine that they think that that pool is smaller than the potential income of new players that they would get.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like how does that work for those players like have they taken into account oh you know you're already paying 15 dollars a month mm-hmm. uh xbox game pass is 15 dollars a month we'll just roll you into a game pass account right yeah, you can good, keep playing you know the game you're already playing but now you have access to all this other stuff
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean that'd be awesome if you are you know the the player and you're like fuck yeah i'll take yeah. all this shit for free That'd be the best way to go. I yeah. mean, it's
2: similar to what we did with HBO Max. He's like, you already have HBO? Fine, you cool. get HBO roll Max for yeah. free. Just roll it in.
0: True. Very true. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get clarity on this online because the news is so new, I suppose. Uh, Because it looks like it's been on Game Pass before Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily new. But I am really curious as to what's included here. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to... I'm going to dig into it because I mean I would actually go back to either of those two um, if it was everything's accessible under the Game Pass sub Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm curious about how it works too because like obviously my account is is directly through Bethesda already so like how easy does it transition across to just recognize that I'm a Game Pass customer I've got so many questions about it but it's potentially massive because MMOs i just notorious as like jump in, jump out games now. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, you jump in, it's like, oh, I'm really liking this. I might drop a couple of bucks on it, you know, get some microtransactions transactions uh, because I don't intend on playing it for a while. At least that's the way I tend to do it sometimes in games where my time is short. And then bail, you know, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, there's a lot of potential here, boys. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we can spend all day talking about Game Pass, and we definitely won't. Uh, <laughs> EA Gate. I'm surprised that this is the scandal that they've called EA Gate. Mm-hmm. There's been so many things at EA that, like, this is the one that gets the infamous gate tag. Is crazy. So, look, uh, we know that FIFA is under all kinds of lawsuits and investigations because, obviously, the microtransactions over there uh, have been some of the most kind of predatory historically. And more importantly, they've been some of the most successful. Like people spend a lot of money on these things. Now, what's been found though, is that a couple of employees over at EA have been caught selling off some of the cards on the sly. Or what are they called cards? Hooch, you're the FIFA expert here.
2: Yeah, they're the FIFA Ultimate Team cards. It's just They're just there to represent
1: players that you can add to your FIFA Ultimate Team. Okay. So a yeah. couple of entrepreneurs, we're, yeah. were selling those off. <laughs> <laughs> well, so remember, don't
2: forget, <laughs> don't forget that I told you before, the only franchise in EA that gets less attention than The Sims is FIFA. Or should I say equal attention? FIFA is their biggest sports franchise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to hear that it called EA Gate with anything related to FIFA, not surprised right just because it's more notoriety than anything else yeah and people
2: hate the whole loot box system and the yeah. whole crap that well, they've, they've already done had a, with fifa so yeah
1: exactly they've already had a bad history with fifa specifically with yep. the microtransaction yep. situation yeah so
0: and we all know fifa globally is corrupt anyway so <laughs> there you go. that's true it's, it's like whammy. the perfect combo right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um So, yeah, it's like these icon cards are attracting the crazy amounts of cash. So, like, whoever did the story on this done a pretty good job of, like, collecting screenshots from, like... Because it sounds like it's old school, like there's phone numbers. Like, it's not just, like, a a site where it's, like, you know, buy in-game items through this definitely sketchy, you know, foreign website. It's Mm -hmm. all, like, you know, text message exchanges between them and whoever is acting on behalf of these sketchy ea agents (laughs) and like literally going this is how much it is um you know you can talk to this guy who's a real life person who has gone through this you know he bought stuff from us it's legit but like looking at the cards man like people are selling them for like two and a half thousand us dollars for certain Mm -hmm. items yeah a thousand dollars for others that's great three of the average ones for like 750 bucks a piece so It seems like the amount of money that they potentially made throughout this scam is... Well, not scam, because they actually were selling in-game stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's not. So EA responded and has put out a statement online saying, we're aware of the allegations currently circulating within our community related to FIFA 21 Ultimate Team items. A thorough investigation is underway. And if we identify improper conduct, we will take swift action. We want to be clear: this type of behavior is unacceptable, and we in no way condone what is alleged to have happened here. This was definitely written by fucking legal. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we understand how this creates concern about unfair balance in the game and competition. We'll update the community as we get more clarity on the situation. That is like that's definitely coming in from the we're innocent, uh, but we'll we'll check it out just in case. You know, yeah. the tone of that is very. I mean, very EA ish, I think is, yeah, that's on on brand. For this guy that did it, he must be shitting his fucking pants right now, dude. Oh, they already know. Well, I mean, his phone number's in some of the screenshots. Like, they've edited it out because obviously they're smart enough to not risk themselves legally for, like, being accused of doxing in the reporting. So that was quite smart on their behalf. But I'm sure if EA says, oh, can I have their phone number so I can track it and then hand it over to, you know, authorities. Although I don't know. What would, this, what would this fall under as a crime? I think it's probably you'll get fired for it. Definitely. It you would
2: definitely get fired. It's for
0: probably it. theft, right? I mean, you're going to get fired, but can you go criminally? Is it technically theft because they're selling codes? Uh, if they're selling things that they were explicitly told not to sell, yes.
2: Because if, yeah. you're, you're, if you're told don't sell these, they can only be used for you internally or to be given to you know somebody or whatever for certain things. If you've broken that rule then yeah i think that you could probably consider that theft and let me tell you something um on a personal note as somebody who's kind of had to deal with ea legal before uh Mm -hmm. yeah they already know what what's going on they're very well aware of it they're just trying to make sure that it's nothing's gonna blow back directly onto them yeah yeah before they turn around and be like all right well you're out of here or whatever they're gonna do
0: fair enough Yeah, yeah it's pretty nuts uh so yeah i mean hopefully you know that kind of shit gets shut down um but you know in a dream world burn uh, burn all loot boxes to the ground uh, <laughs> that kind of that. so pivoting from that to something i know absolutely nothing about um you guys have to help me here because i've heard it like in whispers a few times in the communities about you know this game and kind of what it is but this week i had to look a little bit more into it like what the fuck is roblox in, yeah. in like a couple of sentences hooch it's a sandbox game that or it's a sandbox that
2: users can then turn around and create little games at, out of and then have people right. come in and actually play those games and engage it, it it's like think of it like source
0: right mm-hmm. but crappier didn't dreams <laughs> on sony do this too uh i don't remember that I just, I just remember, like
2: it's as I said, it's it's kind of like you just get the ability. It's almost like a Minecraft in a way. It looks, but it looks better than Minecraft. If that makes any sense, like you go online, you go online, and then you can pick from all of these different types of game modes that people have created. But it's all using the same, you know, Roblox, uh, kit to create these things. Like they have stuff that they call what is it called A, a hero simulator where they've created it's kind of like this it's weird you mine this stuff right or you you gather these resources to build your base and then you can build weapons but you have weapons that kind of make you look and fight like so certain superheroes right right so it's it's kind of cool in that for kids to play and then they get a chance to do it without having to worry about like any blood or gore or anything like that i think that's a real big draw is it's it's doesn't have a lot of violence it does have stuff like guns in it but i Mm. haven't seen any games well i haven't let my kids play them any games that have over the top violence or you know things being blown up because it's just i don't think it's just in the the engine itself to allow for that
0: correct me if i'm wrong anybody uh it seems like that's where it's aimed at it's like Kids being able to make their own video games. Whereas, like other things like Dreams or other, you know, open source things that are a little bit more, a few more tools and and things aimed at. If you really want to build like a proper video game, this is probably not the platform to do it. But there are definitely others that do that better. But it's just, it's easy enough for kids to use. It seems to have set the world on fire because of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I
1: don't think it's overtly for children, but definitely the massive portion of the player base is children because it's super. Mm-hmm. like um you know easy to use very pg and yeah it simplified this whole kind of like uh tiny dev experience um plus like a minecraft situation so mm-hmm. yeah like it, it's it's always in the top 5 very often being crowned number 1 as far as uh like um monetary income every month um uh, whenever it comes to games for microtransactions so it is worth so much money which uh, i'll let you go ahead and go into the second part of this for their for their po
0: yes obviously they've gone out and uh they're doing the uh, ahead of public listing i think it might have actually happened since i read this story because i thought the initial listing was like 2.5 billion but i've heard it may be well in excess of that now to the point where apparently it is now listed as being worth six times more than uh zenimax bethesda yeah, which there is no fucking way <laughs> its potential for money making is the same. No way. Uh, this is just stock market fuckery, is what this is. You don't think that every single game, every single
2: game in there that you play has in-game currency um, purchases? Yeah, in, and yeah, I and think you it's could easily. buy Robux. Yeah, in order to get access to things that that'll help you like play the game or It's totally yeah. Like, I, I see accessible. it as very obvious yeah, really? actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, mobile games in general. It's got
0: more earning potential than uh, Doom series, Dishonored series, Elder Scrolls, and whatever else combined. I I think easily. Yeah. Yeah, because those games you'll only pay for one time. Mm -hmm. Right? Or you'll pay your subscription or whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure that I own like seven different copies of Skyrim. So I (laughs) (laughs) bet normal people will buy them one time. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, most people, if you bought
2: every game, you'd buy one copy of it. Yeah, But in this situation, so that would equate to we'll just say, I don't know. I don't know what the, the exact value is, but it's a, it's a static value. That's the problem. It's a static value. Yeah. You'll only do, you only make that purchase one time.
1: And this has been the case that like mobile games, um, sure. have easily become the most profitable whenever it comes to games, um, because of like ongoing microtransaction. And to be honest, like quite often, depending on the game, um, not much required as far as money to start up because you don't need as much development. Um, but yeah, it,
0: I said, depending I on the game, but you can, you can <laughs> easily look at,
1: I mean, look at top 10, um, like free apps with microtransactions and you will find that to be 100% true because their microtransactions mm. will for the next six months will kick the ass of any console game, uh, like easily, but it, now you're six or seven talking about, but now you're talking about 10 apps. I mean
2: that's that's a like a minuscule drop in the bucket of the amount of apps and things that are being developed across the entire industry what do you mean i'm talking about 10 apps well you said the top 10 apps that yeah i said as an example for money. top
1: 10 like any yeah. one of them would beat the shit out of any kind of um console uh, you know either even like the whole developer catalog i would think in many cases like they get so much money so quickly and many of them like what was it soap soap cutter made like a retarded amount of money and that cost like there was nothing as far as development is concerned it's a it's a a trend that will die quickly for those games that have a little bit of development unless they stick around for like afk for instance is a good example of one that honestly does not have a whole bunch of development
0: money in it but it kills
1: in monetization
0: all the time Mm. Um, I was about to ask, like, what is soap cutter, but I really don't think I want to open that fucking Pandora's I, <laughs> I would say like, it's not; a, they're
1: really silly, stupid, like you know, yeah. you know, do nothing games. Um, but they have lots say, of skins and stuff like that. That's the microtransaction feed.
2: Don't underestimate the cost of game development versus the return, because there is it yeah. is
0: expensive. Now, can I add in one thing on top of that, Hooch? Yeah. Don't underestimate the waste of game development. Yeah. Like, tell me that they don't waste a shit ton of money where they should be spending it on things like game development. Because the amount of shit that goes into marketing and fucking, like, just, there's so much waste in dev cycles for a lot of studios. Not all, I get it. But a lot of the, like, triple A's. Like, we see this all the time where a game costs, like, you know, 200 million to make now. Mm. And then you look at the game and go, where the fuck did the development go? Yeah. Right, you look at the, you know, we've shit on a few of them a lot, but like at things like Avengers, where it's literally like there's three base models for everything you do in that game for backgrounds and environment. And yeah, that's one of the most expensive things ever because in that case, obviously, licensing is a big part of it. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, at all that well, combined, you are right; it costs marketing. a lot, but it could be cheaper. But
1: for these games, that's what I'm talking about. Like these games, they aren't like I mean, most of them are solo developers that hit gold.
0: Mm. Um,
1: they they put it through one of the you know development like the Epic, um, whatever you call it, the Unreal Engine. Like they use the Unreal Engine. Which is like mm-hmm. very small cost of monthly. It's like legitimately like fifteen dollars or something like that. And then they mm-hmm. develop it over the course of, I mean, for a, a game as simple as something like Cope Soap Cutter, like a week if that. And then they'll come out with good skins to monetize it with, and that's literally all it takes.
2: So wait, you sure it's a development
1: time of a week for some of I them? Mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I've messed around I've... with. I've messed around with. Um, the Unreal We're talking about
0: super simplistic uh, yeah, concept su- indie games. I made a rolling yeah, I, game. I, no, 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 no,
1: no, no, yeah. no. I, I get that. No, no, no. I
2: get that. But I'm just, I'm, I'm still curious. Like, uh, you know, s- seeing how the sausage is made. Uh, I'm still very skeptical that it only took a week. If you yeah. check,
1: I, I highly recommend you just because a, it's fun, and I think b, like you might even be able to make something out of it yourself more than I did. But yeah. I made the framework for a rolling game on Unreal Engine four on for a mobile rolling game. And that was, like, literally, like, beginner, super beginner, knew nothing, and within three days, I had the the framework laid out for one. So, the process is super simplified.
0: While we're seeing, like, all this money being spent on all these basic indie games, can I just say that I'm stoked that we're still seeing people spending a lot of money developing cool shit like what Vive is bringing out right now Yeah, uh, right? yes. because looking at these new toys for VR man mm-hmm. like pff, this is where I wish we were spending more money like evolving things like VR to get to those truly immersive experiences that we all know we're destined to play in like right, ready player right. one shit yep. come on and the amount of <laughs> steps we've seen in the last six months my dick is getting progressively harder so <laughs> I'm going to get an injury by about probably June at this rate right yeah. Don't it sue is anyone. so exciting to the point that I'm like, fuck, am I thinking about buying a VR headset again? Because like, <laughs> no. maybe, yeah. Well, see, I have the original Vive, but it's right. not the time because I know they're going to yeah. bring out cooler shit next year. Yeah. Yes. So this one, I think it's kind of a waste for where we are now, but the potential of it is so fucking massive. So they've brought out a new facial tracker. It's relatively simple. It's like this little thing that plugs over and goes underneath the headset. And it's basically to look at your um jaw cheeks tongue teeth all that sort of thing so if you go into a game where like you look into a mirror you could smile and your character will smile i think it's probably at the moment the place it'll take off in the fastest things is like those uh vr chat rooms yeah uh-huh. exactly yeah yeah because in that i mean that's huge like the level of immersion that adds by being able to watch someone's mouth move or lick their lips or blow a kiss or whatever Like, it's pretty... It's a big step forward. And I guess I'm surprised with how much time we spent fucking around with animes. Like, just on the webcam, (laughs) basic bitch version of this. Yep, That this hasn't existed or been a focus sooner. Because uh yeah for me I'm, I'm surprised now how much we didn't give a shit about this previously but it makes so much sense yeah I, yeah absolutely i
1: will say from the video like it didn't like the the facial tracking didn't look super on point um it looked very anime-esque maybe maybe a, a bit better than, mm. than animes um but the fact that they're doing it and its implementation is super important and yeah i do think honestly like one of the big like um gaming paradigms for them to invest in for vr specifically is honestly mm-hmm. probably going to be like some kind of like dating thing like vr like oh, yeah. dating experience thing because i can oh
0: it's going to be porn number one dating number two <laughs> yeah. like i mean that's the way the technology's always been though which is like <laughs> right. can i come from using it that's step number one. Then can I create, like, interactions with other people, step number two. Mm-hmm. And number three, can I make, like, immersive cool games with it? Like, yeah. that's just been tech <laughs> for fucking 50 years. Yeah, you know? I just
1: imagine if they if they get it close enough where you can get some semblance of, like, actual human reaction out of it, then, yeah, you can oh, easily yeah. translate those VR chat rooms with all those different monetization skins and stuff like that. Easily put that into, like, some kind of, like, you know, dating thing. And you could you could monetize that somehow and, and make so much fucking money out of it. Guaranteed.
2: having sex like having sex like in demolition man
0: pretty much yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so well by the sounds of this would be more immersive than that so. exactly yeah. <laughs> you know, i don't know they, they, they didn't immersive. have like a, they didn't have a fucking fleshlight robot in that <laughs> universe we we do so <laughs> <Why not>? you <laughs> know yeah that's true they, they had the three seashells yeah <laughs> well i mean what would you trade that for i mean oh. i think I, I think i can wipe my own ass just quietly yeah exactly yeah <laughs> this is
2: actually it's funny you mentioned the uh the, the what was it the robots or whatever this is a little out of context but my brother was talking to us about a, a the how realistic like real dolls are get it's a whole joke that oh, he has with it's his it's terrifying life. right it, he showed us a picture of it and it's just like that looks like a human that's that's mm. that's crazy
0: yeah, but that, that's the thing, though, is like... Um, and a few comedians have done bits about this. Like, do you know Whitney Cummings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, her last special was, like, a lot of it was derived from she bought a replica of herself as a sex robot, right? Nice. And then basically it was, like, literally going, like, let me understand what guys connect to. Her. And she said that she gave her boyfriend permission to fuck it, and he said, under no circumstances are going to do that. That thing creeps me the fuck out, <laughs> right? Because it's just, like, she has, like, sex dead dog? eyes,
2: the sex doll well i mean <laughs> probably uh, but yeah the sex doll for sure he couldn't tell the so difference. yeah i mean you're
0: right i mean but once they get that to have like it's more emotive and that's exactly what we're talking about here right now mm. right if you can have your avatar being more emotive the level of engagement is going to go through the roof if they can make a completely emotive reactive ai in a sex robot i mean you know I think there might be a few ladies out there who are going to start paying their half a dinner. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, if you're worried
1: about dead eyes, donkey style, that solves that problem. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I yeah. think,
1: um, you know, like by using that technology that we saw in, like, the. Uh, the new unreal engine like human creator thing yep yeah man if you if you applied that to like the, the facial animation that they're doing for this and like somehow got like that good of um of graphics which will inevitably come in the future for vr then yeah i think that you're looking at something that is like super realistic and will be made and monetized in the future
0: well you know who i credit for most of these massive leaps in this kind of immersive type technology and face mapping is is covid Yeah, like 100% like people want this now like look at how much people have wanted to have different ways of expressing themselves on Zoom you know they're on school doing dial-ins you know business meetings going how can we make this fun on a Friday and gamers have always wanted this so and being able to connect with people like from you know oceans away it's just it's the logical steps for me Uh, and the fact that they've got like the new trackers as well so part of the other things they released with this the tracker 3.0 is uh They're a lot more easier for the camera base stations to pick up, number one. So that means that you're going to have better connectivity because there's nothing worse than going, you know what? Fuck you, Beat Saber. I definitely hit that note. That fucking tracker lost it. Eat a dick. It's not my skills. It's you. You know, those moments take you out of the experience because you know, hey man, my arm was in the right place, but you know, I just got boned. Yeah. Yeah. and then the, the other thing it's adding is the ability to place them on other parts of your body and have the <laughs> game recognize it so yeah. the arms can be in the game Feet can be in the game. Dick, you sure. guys are giggling. Some are getting sure. you know, arms and feet. Genital. Yep, Limbs. yep, that's it. What, what game can you think of? where having a dick tracker is beneficial. Cyber I fun. mean, what, uh, swinging th- three sabers. Dude, in. I, I can saber. think of three Cyber games fun. that
1: haven't been created yet. That I'm my mind's right, let's like, go. we need go. to fucking make this game. Um, so, what are the three? So one for sure would definitely be some kind of uh, like Beat Saber-ish like game where you're using your dick as your as your saber and you have to flop it around. <laughs>
0: Get well them. i could say hips would make sense like so you yeah. like you know make sure that you because i mean rhythm with hips is a big deal for those kind mm-hmm. of dancing rhythm games yeah um but like dick beat and sure. then and then another
1: <laughs> one would definitely be something along the lines of like some kind of uh like sexual position game where it's you know if you can track where your dick is then you can like you know, see how, oh, how hard you're successfully hitting like the G spot. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And Bonus points Yeah, and then um, you could probably make some type of fighting game out of it where your dick is your weapon. Like, it could <laughs> easily do that, dude.
0: And I would buy that game
1: hundred percent. That is a
0: different kind of like sword fight dueling game than yeah. that we have right now new, for sure. New style, dude. New style. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what game it would actually work surprisingly well if you had a dick tracker instead would be Thumper we in that game. Instead of oh, like God. moving your head side <laughs> to side in VR, you just basically move your dick side to side. That work, dude. Oh, I true. bet.
1: I bet. Honestly, women would probably back that one hundred percent too, because we're using our dick muscles like all the time for stuff now. Where we'd be uh, exercising. I mean, are you not doing daily cock? <laughs> exactly. I, I fucked up. <laughs> I didn't listen to Jack Black. But uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, good exercise there. They, they'd probably be like, yeah, you need to go practice for like an hour or so on your. On your yeah <laughs> now
0: here is something that um we've always kind of joke about geez it be cool if they bring this back but secretly you're like oh it's not gonna hold up but teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge fuck me boys it's bring coming it. back to pc and consoles and the way that they're porting it looks fucking great it looks like they've kept the original like vibe of it but just made it look really good for 2021 I, I couldn't be more excited for this port
2: yes but we don't know when or anything
0: right it's i just... don't care the fact there's hope hooch that's all i need right now to survive yeah. it's fine it's and fine. four player co-op right right oh shit i didn't actually see now is that local or online or both see that's the Good thing matter. i don't online know yet
2: sure. I, I, i'm hoping it's online and i'm hoping it's cross play
1: well the um
0: oh crossplay that's a big call cool, yeah so yeah.
1: Get, correct me if i'm wrong but the the little video i saw in the article there that was like that was the actual game like old school arcadey looking right oh yes, on the side yeah side scroller do you, yeah. you ever
0: play this on an arcade machine so, he- that's what
1: i was going to say yeah like i i really like wasn't involved in i think Teenage Mutant ninja turtles was done by the time i came in so right um but I, they're at the movie theaters that i went to when i was much younger that was still open at the time um they had like a, a couple different arcade games right in their little arcade section and one of mm-hmm. them was this game this one in the simpsons yeah. one yep. where it was very much it was very similar in how it played but yeah like me and my my friends used to play this uh and so like whenever i saw it, I was like oh shit i remember that fucking game i don't know much yeah. about the actual history of the the characters or anything like that but i was like i remember that shit so i Totally be down to play this because I think games like this where it's yeah. like four p- player co-op and shit, like side scrolling yeah. or not, so much fun, especially right now.
0: Yeah. And really good too. Like when you hit the nail on the head, like those were always my two favorite games at that time uh at an arcade to play. Yeah. Like those two. That one and The Simpsons one, hands down, because they always went for so much longer than everything else for your 20 cents. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was always if you weren't completely shit. Um, you know, so even if you were completely shit, you were definitely going to get like three to four times more gameplay than anything else. Yeah, for sure.
1: You went,
2: your money was longer that way. It's those games where your your skill determines how much money you spend. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But uh, only, but only to a point because like even if you're garbage, you're still going to be on there longer than if you're garbage on most of the other games in the arcade.
2: I mean, it depends. True. Yeah. I mean, you're garbage in Street Fighter Two. You lose in one round right oh that is true right, i guess right.
0: yeah i mean if you if you're losing like before you get to like the vega fights you, you probably deserve it right? yeah oh damn oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no a lot of the intro fights were fucking garbage but then yeah. there would be always like what was it? it was vega Rog, sagat and then bison were the big four at the end uh yeah um, and they were named different shit in different countries i know ja- japan yeah. in, in japan they were named differently because
2: yeah. Bison was, was uh, who Balrog was because they couldn't use Bison because he
0: looks too much like Mike Tyson.
2: Mm. Yeah, there's some
0: fun stuff out of that for yeah. sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of other games that they're bringing back, uh, I sent you guys a clip of a game called Ultimate Rivals The Court, which mm-hmm. to me looks like a, what if I wanted to combine a game that looks and plays a lot like the old NBA Jam series from mm-hmm. Super Nintendo era with like over the top, unnecessary as fuck powered up abilities like you know guns and explosions and shit uh from mario soccer and i wanted to make that look a little bit more updated with 2021 graphics that is what this game looks like to me i don't think it's a game i would play for a long time Mm -hmm. but i think it's got a lot of nostalgia fun you know co-op vibes that i'll probably check it out
1: yeah i um i played uh, i had a small stint in playing um nfl street and so whenever I saw this, this very much reminded me of that, and I was like, "Oh shit, right. um, that looks you, sick!" So you played NFL Street? One yeah, or two. Well, it was—I think it was two actually, but ah, yeah, okay. But well, it was also um, like my buddies and we, we, we kind of played it over at his house. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I, I think it was already fairly old at that point. But
2: yeah, yeah, right. Hum, humble humble brag, real quick. When the first NFL Street came out, I was at EA and they took, we have this huge lawn in the middle of the campus and they did half of it to look like a football field and then brought in several professional athletes, uh, Barry Sanders, um, uh, Ray Lewis, um, I think Marcellus Wiley, and uh, Jeremy Newberry was one of the, so they brought those four guys in to play like a flag football game with a couple of guys that were at the company. It was the most amazing thing and it's just like, oh my God, there, there's NFL stars here doing this to promote this game. And I, I will tell you this much right now: Ray Lewis looked like a pro football player. Dude was
0: jacked. Hmm. Yeah, right. See, I, the thing is, like, that is a cool story because obviously that. But to me, I feel like Captain America being thought out after 100 years, and I have no idea what any of these references are. <laughs> <laughs> I know none of these people. But anybody's American listening. Football?
2: Anybody who's listening who does, they'll understand how cool it
0: is. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it's the uh, the humblest of Brax, no doubts. Oh, <laughs> total
1: humble.
0: Um, now, a game that you and I have been excited for because it's so weird and different, uh, Hebrew, is It Takes Two. Yeah. And it's coming out, shit, is that next week? Might be the week after. I think it's like uh, the 25th. 26th, So probably the week yeah. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so end of the month. But we're so close now. But they released a final trailer. And before I talk about our thoughts, what I want to point out in this game is that it's so weird in the sense that you have to play it with someone it has to be co-op you don't have an option to play it not co-op now to recognize that might be a barrier to entering what they really reinforced in this trailer was a reminder that uh when you buy the game you actually get a second copy of it called the friend pass which means that whoever you send that to they can play it with you for free which is awesome. sick yeah it's a really good idea a really good idea And it kind of sets the tone for what this is, is that it's very much a situation where the characters in the game are basically a real-life couple that looks like their sort of relationship was on the rocks. Yeah. And their kid kind of does the very classic, gets upset, you know, kind of makes a wish type thing. Teardrop lands on these soft toys and then they get animated into life where they have to work together to kind of, you know, save their marriage, but also through these crazy challenges of like different genres of video games yeah it's such a weird take but so it looks gorgeous number one like the different art styles are just sensational Mm -hmm. um they spent a lot of time on narrative still relatively minimal gameplay across all the trailers though but from what i have seen i want to play the shit out of this it's the only ea game at the moment i'm excited about this year (laughs) other than the mass effect remake but that doesn't really count because we, we played it before right yeah
1: yeah well, I mean, I, I'm with you 100% on this one. Like, the second I saw the first trailer for it, I was like, man, this game is so weird and so cool. I was like, I have to play this fucking game. Um, and then, yeah, it, like, it just reinforced with uh, any all of the videos that have come out for it, but especially this one. First of all, uh, music choice. Fucking yes. spectacular.
2: Oh, yeah. That um, was the Max song. That was in Guardians <laughs> as well, though. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, it's true. But but I mean, if you read the article, that it's specific about this particular song because it was written at a point where. Um, you know, the the band members were having a problem with their relationship and that's what the song
1: uh, is Yeah, well. I know that. Well, yeah. but yeah, and it, it's got me, I mean, like, obviously it's, it's very cool. I can't wait to play it. It's, it I'm so excited for it. Um, everything about it looks fucking gorgeous and, and, it's um refreshingly different i feel like um, compared to everything that's yeah. out there right now at least that we've had in a while so really excited to to give it a go i'm going to be spending a lot of time on this like i already told you earlier like i will literally change like whatever part of my schedule it needs to be um like as far as like sleeping is concerned like to match up with his time to be able to play it so yeah we'll, we'll definitely be doing that but um i was just thinking like i mean there's so many like it's it's actually a really good situation as far as like I was thinking, like, if, if anyone has, like, marriage issues, like, honestly, this might be, like, one of the routes of, like, future therapy. Like, just playing games. I mean, like, more, like, game-focused um, kind of, how should I say? Um,
2: Gamification of things is really important.
1: Yeah, well, because you're put in, like, as this uh, game shows, like, you're put in through so many trials and tribulations that requires aspects of real marriage yeah. to complete. And I was thinking, I was like, man, this is such a good idea of like, if the um, therapy community, which I think is something that I think everything will be a little more gamer friendly as time goes on, because our generation, you know, will be more aware, but because right now, it seems mm-hmm. very weird, probably the older you are, but um, like, I could totally imagine like, you know, uh, like a, a couples counselor, like subscribing to like, it's like, play like you need to play like this game and you need to like get past like these levels together and figure out how to do it and Mm -hmm. i I could see this like being its own industry like later
0: on um well vr as well because like uh, i've always said this like a lot of people used to say to me when i was in like university years like why are all of the parties you hold why are they always fucking costumes and Mm dress-ups like honestly it's so much effort can we not just get shit face (laughs) and i say honestly think about it every time we have one of those parties they're always crazier yeah. than a normal party. And it's for one reason. It's not Batman fucking someone that he shouldn't. Right. Sorry, it's not me fucking someone they shouldn't. It's, it's Batman, Batman right? right? Yeah. It's like that That chick is, uh, you know, normally relatively straight laced. But tonight she's a slutty nurse and she's in character. Like you, you unconsciously get into that mode. So if you're talking to an avatar about your feelings that's, not your wife. Mm-hmm. You're not having to look directly in her eyes. Creates that degree. I of think separation. for some dudes, it might yeah create that separation, like you would have with a counselor, where you can express that with now you know that one layer removed. I don't know. I think there's probably something to what you're saying. Yeah, but I will say that like gamer couples that I know, I've, they always seem to have less shit in their relationships. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because they're they're into the same stuff. Number one. And then I think number two as well is like opportunity to cheat. Because let's face it, gamers go out a lot less (laughs) than non non gamers, right? Yeah. So there is a bit of that as well. So plus, I I think, yeah, either way, man, this game looks pretty
2: fucking rad. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity is only if, as you said, like if one person, if they game together and they play the same game together, that lowers the opportunity. But you're right. Like, Mm. depending on what the game is they play, they have an understanding of how it is to work together with people and Mm. cooperate with people whom you may not agree with,
1: but you have a common goal. Yeah, I think I think since this since the actual game itself is focused in this environment, like I really think that we're going to see some interesting things happen in that section of life um, after this game, if, if it does very well, because if it gets to like pretty high popularity, I could totally totally see this being
0: utilized. Um, I I think, well, and this is what I'm worried about at Four Mate is mm-hmm. that it's being published by uh, EA, right? Right. <laughs> I have no doubt this game is not going to be as successful as any other EA game that releases in the next year or two mm-hmm. because it is a lot more niche. Yeah. Right. You think they're not going to? Uh, but in I, the that, But that's money. what I love about it that it is it looks so, so different, and yeah. I hope it lives up to that expectation that it's going to be like, you know, visiting so many different genres. It's like going to uh, like a buffet. You know, I just go, I'm to have a little bit of this and a little bit of this, you know, and just like take all that in. And then, you know, you have a good experience and you don't feel like, oh man, I ate way too much of just, you know, pasta. I got to try all these different things. It mm. feels like a gaming sampling platter. And I think that's going to be appealing to some people. Yeah. And yeah, I think others will go, fuck this. It's just too bad it didn't come out eight months ago. Why? Right,
1: because, then, uh, because oh, would be perfect.
2: Been... Oh, 100%. Yeah. It would have been right in the middle of the pandemic, and that would have been like, or the like, a, the law of the lockdowns and things like that. So it would have been something yeah. fantastic for people to connect. To. I, yeah, I am gonna disagree a, a little bit. Going like after going through couples counseling for several years, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's gonna be a hundred percent one to one to be able to to help with uh, a lot of the stuff that you have to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you haven't played. Too. You also haven't played the game yet, so you don't hundred percent know what the situation is but I, I it's not applicable to all situations but i think that like they're going for a certain vibe of like you know the narrative is literally the same and they're having to kind of work together so i think that there is a, a close level of um you know similarity well, but here's yeah here's the one thing from one the... to one for everyone
2: Here's the one thing from the trailer that I think if they lean into it could actually support your claim. Mm-hmm. There are parts of the trailer where they're talking about, um, I think what specifically she mentions that, you know, he used her chess set to create, to do something mm-hmm. and you know, he says, because you never use it and her, her mind like, cause I never have time. So yeah. now that's a perception thing that you have to work on as a couple, mm-hmm. right? He just saw it as something that's a total throwaway thing that she never uses. Because, and so he could just do whatever he wanted to with it. Whereas from her perspective, she's like, I want to do it, but I just don't have time. So now it's like, yeah, why doesn't she have the time? Is there something he could be doing to help her get that time? I
0: think, yeah. And if you combine this trailer with one from last time, it definitely looks like they're leaning into it. So it's definitely, I mean, March has been relatively quiet for releases. There's a couple of things that the. Uh, end of the month. Uh, So obviously we've got uh, the Avengers rework. I don't know if that's going to attract much noise this week. That's coming on the 15th and 18th. And then you've got this on the 25th. And then inside a week after that, you've got Outriders. So we're certainly Mm -hmm. starting to finally get to some releases, you know, of in April as well. Right. Uh, but to close out the gaming episode, boys, with how we came into it, let's finish with some Smash news um, <laughs> that you guys are attached to, and that is that there's a lot of rumors suggesting that Master Chief from the Halo series might be appearing in Smash Bros.
1: Yeah. Hooch, do you want to go in we- a little bit? Just because you know the origin of the of, of this a little bit Well,
2: more? yeah, I mean, the only thing is just that there was um, – a what was it? Walmart Canada mm-hmm. had a Twitter response uh, to and included a uh, invitation to for Master Chief to join Smash. Now mm-hmm. that could just be them capitalizing on a previous conversation where uh, like Microsoft making saying a joke, like maybe making a joke about Microsoft saying like really it just would take an invitation for Master Chief to join. We're not holding him back if they want him in, you know, or something like that. Or it could. B, there was a, a hint drop. Now, I, if it was a hint drop, doesn't I don't know why it would just be Walmart Canada, but mm. who knows? Maybe somebody who's owning that uh, account up there made a mistake and just dropped something that they knew was going to happen because sometimes retailers do learn about these things sooner. I don't know why they would learn about
1: a DLC character
2: coming sooner,
1: Yeah, but who knows? Yeah, uh, it- I, I have no idea, but I mean like... It's definitely been on everyone's wish list for a very long time. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think you would
2: make a great character.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I think everyone um, agrees with that. And he's obviously a hyped character. He's coming to, um, you know, they're bringing back Halo. So I don't, I'm not sure what the date is on that now, but probably 2022. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, could, I could see them doing it. Um, so I hope that so, it is the case.
2: I guess here's the thing to ask, though um i'm trying to think sony doesn't really have any iconic characters
0: what is your fucking they problem? have a no, lot that is
2: so characters. not true well no i'm trying to think not like a mario or sonic with sega or you know things that you see it you're like oh that's this company
0: i mean let me tell you a little, a little fella called kratos little little no. <laughs> I would say,
1: like that would be my dream if
0: i could pick anyone from the sony universe. Put him the fuck in there. That's He's for sure. built for a brawler. Yeah. Because well, didn't so- they try this once at Sony? Wasn't it like All Star Brawls? I have no idea session. why and it, it kind of sucked.
1: I didn't play <laughs> it, but like, it made sense to me that it would work. I don't know
0: why. I guess it was the. I I hope it was just the gameplay. That was. It the- seemed the- like yeah. there was like the way it felt playing that game, mate. Was like it's like they had a lawyer on deck going, "Oh, mm, uh, we can't have really think that's anything close to Smash Bros." So, it was so a like a fighter in really an HR <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It had <laughs> the characters in there, but like they were trying so hard to be different and like do they just took all the wrong ideas of Smash. Uh like the leftover things, oh we'll focus on this. That seems really important. You go, mm, not to us though. It was it was a little bit lame. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if they made more of an adult version of Smash and capitalized on that front, like I think that it'd be fucking cool as shit to Smash the Fatalities? No. Yeah. Oh, yes. dude, honestly, yeah. Like, I, I think that, like, I've always, and I've searched Fuck you, Crash it. Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought it'd be, oh. like, cool to have a that style of fighting game, the Super Smash Brothers style, but, yeah, apply it to other, um, you know, big universes, and, uh, yeah, like, that's why I was surprised when the PlayStation 1 didn't work out, but if they make a bloody kind of one that's realistic to all of their own environments, I think that'd work so well. Well, then you'd have to, well, so first of all, like you couldn't use characters like mario or anything like that
0: no i'm talking about with all of their uh, how about with nathan drake yeah and kratos the and BioShock, uh,
1: bioshock anyone from bioshock i'd use again well the they're
0: daddy. not sony exclusive though but yeah. i mean if oh, you yeah. get those characters that makes well they were in all stars I think,
1: I think so that's why i was that's true yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> are you gonna There's to a throw lot.
2: jack and daxter in there too um are ratchet and clank Oh, sorry, Ratchet and Rat Ratchet
0: and Clank. Sorry, and yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, the guy ooh. from Days Gone in there, uh, yeah, get yeah. all the Death Stranding memes from well. infamous, like just right. have, yeah. So the, yeah, the guy from Walking Dead, Daryl. Uh, all he does is walk. That's his cow. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he throws babies at people. I haven't played that game, but that's, I imagine that's how it goes. Yeah, he's
1: got a cross. It uh, was well, a crossbow as well, and he just shoots people. Oh my God! It's, yeah, yeah, of course,
0: the yeah. It with it. apparently, like, crossbow bolts that don't break no matter how many times you shoot on something. Exactly. Just back with infinite, unlimited yeah. ammo, unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> I had a
2: conversation with my boss's boss once when that game came out, and I asked him I was like, "Hey, how's the game?" And he said, "Okay, I'm going to give you a rundown of this." And he gave me this huge thing that just. Like, as it went on and on and on, it just became more and more ridiculous. And so he said, okay, now tell so me like at which podcast, point. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said, tell me at which point do I completely go off the rails and nothing is is not anything of, uh, in the game. And I said, knowing like the ridiculousness, this whole thing was in the game. And he goes, yes, everything I just said was in the game. And like, okay, you know what? I kind of want to play it because it's that insane. Yeah. What's the
0: game you're talking about? Death Stranding. Oh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, so- it's Kojima. If I, yes. if, I, if I said, oh, who made it? And they go, Kojima. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, his explanation was it g- somebody gave Kojima a blank check and just yeah.
2: do whatever the hell you want. And he did.
0: Yeah. I was only watching uh, a clip the other day of, uh, I can't remember where they were, um, but it was Kojima on stage with the translator Mm -hmm. after winning like an award or a nomination or something. And it was Kojima talking for like three minutes without taking a pause for the translator. (laughs) And the translator just goes, he says, thank you. And they both walked off stage. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Kojima, man. That guy is loosey in it. Um, he's got other there rumor has that he might be working on the Silent Hill reboot which would be pretty cool that'd be cool man boys we got plenty to talk about in the nerdy episode so I think we're gonna wrap this one up so folks if you have been enjoying it make sure you tell your friends about it make sure you rate and review on the Apple Podcasts and also, if you really enjoy what we're putting out there and you want to interact with us more, and if you want to dictate the opening of the gaming episode of the week and become the alternate supreme, uh, get in on the actions with the live streams over on ANR pod on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash ANR Pod. And of course, we love your feedback. We love hearing you guys engage with our stories. So head over to the Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR. That's gonna do it. Thanks very much to Hooch. Hey, anytime. Thanks, Ibra Hammer. No problem. Mate. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Cheers.